0: to make things like this easier.
1: I'm reading.
0: And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing?
1: Have fun together. Did I do good, Daddy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello, and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us today. What? What? I wear your granddad's clothes. I I look look incredible. incredible. Yes. I'm in that big code hey what
1: don't use explicit language
0: i'll bleep that out
1: <laughs> you better
0: <laughs> anyway feel free to connect with us on social media down below and if you could leave us a review check out our our gumroad store we have a bunch of Around the world, touring the world user guides um, with a ton of resources uh, for you to, to find videos and books and documentaries and movies and whatnot as you go around the world in your around-the-world studies. It's been very helpful. and we, We've had a good time making them. We're going to continue making more going forward. So we're going to talk a little bit about thrift stores. A
1: little bit about it. I've. I've worked my whole life for this.
0: Yeah. Ariel. <laughs> I know. All right, Ariel. I'm yes, gonna, I'm, gonna I am Rocky. In I'm, this, in I'm going to sit back. I'm going to sit back. I just want you to to explain to people what is the 99 crawl.
1: It's a whole day where we do nothing but thrift shop. What did
0: we do two years ago on our anniversary? We went thrifting. <laughs> wow!
1: What did we do on my birthday? We went thrifting.
0: What did you do yesterday when you said you were going to go to the movie to the to the library and get books?
1: Well, I did, and then I went thrifting. So, listen,
0: I'm going to sit back and let Ariel talk about her favorite thing in the world.
1: <laughs> I love to get a good deal, you guys, and we all know I would love to like supermarket sweep myself through <laughs> like you know the the local uh, homeschool store or. You know, department store, bookstore. I mean, I'd love to do that. You need
0: the 50-pound jug of canola oil on your (laughs) thing. I
1: I would love to go and just spend all the money on all this stuff. However, I, like a lot of homeschoolers, we don't have the budget for that. I I don't have the budget to just go willy-nilly and buy every book I could want. So
0: That being said, (laughs) we get a lot of packages.
1: We do get a lot of I usually get those on buy two get one free deals. I like to get a good deal. Um, And... Uh, one of the ways that I do that is by buying things used, so I buy things used online I buy used books a lot um and then i go to I go to a lot of thrift stores and I find and consignment sales and I find amazing deals on books, games, educational toys, and other resources. So I wanted to share with you today all my tips and tricks we've been thrifting for a long time. And uh, I've I no
0: joke, we've been collecting kids' books since before for like the kids. 15 years. Yeah. So,
1: I, I mean, I we've done a lot of this. There's a reason S- some we've people like 2, buy books some people house.
0: buy stocks and bonds. We buy eyewitness books.
1: L- listen, we've got a lot of things. We so, got a
0: thousand dollars worth of ey- eyewitness books.
1: Probably, I don't know about that. Maybe
0: no, they're like retail for like seven or eight bucks. We got like
1: well, they retail for more than that, but they're older. They're like baseball cards. We digress. Like, we digress. Uh,
0: there's always money in the banana stand area. <laughs> So, let's talk a little bit about identifying opportunities. So, when you go thrifting, you know, what are you thinking? What's your game plan?
1: So, there's a few different way, a few different opportunities to thrift. So, you have your main thrift stores, so you have like your Goodwill, we have Value Village here. A lot of you have something called Savers. I think that's still the Value Village company, but it's mm-hmm. it's something different. You'll have other local uh, thrift stores that are locally run. We have
0: the what the St. Vincent's here. St. Vincent de Paul. We have yeah.
1: here. There, there's going to be a variety of of different thrift store opportunities, but you're generally going to have a Goodwill and probably like a Value Village or a Savers. Uh, so that's that's your first kind of mainstream opportunities. You got the thrift stores. The next thing is consignment stores. So these could be for uh, kids and baby stuff. They these are where uh, folks will bring in their stuff and the store sells it for them on consignment. Mm-hmm. So Uh, When you buy something from the store, the store is actually going to send a portion of those funds to the family. We actually have a local homeschool consignment store here in Seattle. It's in Kirkland. It's called Homeschool Potpourri. And so there are homeschool consignment stores around that you can find.
0: They're pretty rare, though. There's not a lot. They
1: are rare. There's not a ton. We're really fortunate in this area. So if you are in the western Washington area, uh, you can definitely go to Homeschool Potpourri. They're very nice folks over there. Um, So your local consignment stores are really great. Uh, there's also consignment sales. This has become a much bigger thing. It's like well,
0: the traveling roadshow circus of, of kids stuff.
1: Right. So kind of where people used to do uh, more like garage sales or put things up on Craigslist or whatever. Now big consignment sales are, t- are taking over. So the it's
0: ones... Kind of, yeah, it's kind of like um, a more elegant version of like like a like where you have a block sale where everybody kind of has like a garage sale. But it's more geared towards... You know, it's almost like it's it's being held at convention centers and stuff. These are
1: huge sales. So here in the Seattle area, we have them. There's two companies that are are here and you might have the same ones. I I know that some of them are national. So we have Just Between Friends and Jack and Jill are two different ones. So like Just Between Friends will have a consignment sale. Usually there's going to be one in the spring and one in the fall. And they'll have them in all the local communities. So I go to – yeah,
0: And and they'll announce them on the mom mom groups and Facebook and stuff like that. Right, and you can look on
1: Just Between Friends, um, the national site, and we'll put the link in the show notes. And you can see where they have sales. They're all over the country. And uh, I can usually go to those sales not just in my local town, but I'll go here and I'll go 30 minutes away in a couple of directions. And I end up usually hitting two to three of those each spring just getting in different areas. These are, again, where families are choosing to consign their stuff. They they send it to the sale. The sale will then um, sell those items if they're able to, and then the family gets a kickback. And items that aren't sold are either picked up by the consigners or they're donated, depending on what the consigner wishes to do with them. So consignment sales, I have gotten a ton of deals on consignment sales, and I'll tell you all my tips in a little bit. But that's one option that you definitely need to look into. They're becoming much more popular. Some of them are even having a uh, like buy online and then pickup days. We had that some of that going on during the pandemic, and I think some of that might even continue. We have one consignment sale that set up permanent shop in the Everett Mall, and they're just there now in one (laughs) of the the um, the stores that's no longer there. So, consignment sales is a really great opportunity, and then garage sales or community sales that kind of thing i don't find good things often at like flea markets or any that's like antiques and other kitschy things um but if you've got any kind of a a garage sale community sale church sale Uh, sometimes old schools will be shutting down or daycares and there'll be surplusing stuff. You can keep your eye out for that kind of stuff on Craigslist or even Facebook marketplace and those sales will come up too. So keep your eyes peeled for those opportunities.
0: So how, how can you be prepared? So talk a little bit about the philosophy. How does somebody approach these things? What are they thinking about when they get into it?
1: So it can be overwhelming, especially if you go to a consignment sale. Because they're huge. It's scary. They're huge. Also, even going to Goodwill and things. like So there's a couple of things about being prepared. You you need to know what you want, and you need to know that what you're getting is a good deal on that thing that you wanted. Because sometimes just because it's being sold used does not make it a good deal. I think it's one of the first things that I want everyone to realize. I have seen things before where the price that I've seen in the Goodwill for that used game – is more than I saw on sale for last week. So just be aware.
0: a lot of the Goodwill stores, the value villages, they're catching on.
1: They're getting a little smarter. They do sell a lot of their best books online through uh, third-party sellers. They sell them with eBay and different places, thrift books. Um, So, yeah, they are getting a little bit smarter. But here's how we can be prepared. So first of all, always have a little bit of cash on you because you never know when you're going to see a garage sale anytime from, you know, late spring to later fall, you know, that's, that's a time when there could be a garage sale just pop up. You'll often see them come up on a Friday, you know, or Saturday mornings and always have some cash on you. I always just carry 20 bucks because you just never know. And 20 bucks goes a long way at a garage sale. So always have some cash. Uh, the next thing is for your more common thrift stores, you know, you know Goodwills, Value Village, sign up for coupons. So I know all our Value Village has a has a like a members program. It's free. And I get coupons in my email for like thirty to forty percent off. Wow. These are not like cheap coupons these are really good sometimes they're targeted but oftentimes they're targeted on exactly what i want it's like 40 percent off all books and games it's like (laughs) sold (laughs) so it's amazing so those just come to your email for free and you can scan them off your phone they're really easy so make sure you sign up for coupons there's no need reason not to get an even better deal if you can
0: how about discount days
1: right so there are definitely discount days
0: like Goodwill's famous for that.
1: Right. They have the regular store. So like Goodwill has got you know 50% off of whatever color it is on Saturdays. So the way that their colors work, if you haven't shopped too much at Goodwill before, is that when items come in, they tag them with a color. So it's green, blue, red, yellow. And once those items have sat on the shelf for a number of weeks, then that's the color that's on 50% off. So on Saturdays is 50% off. On Mondays, anything with that color is a buck 49. I want to say a buck 79 in our area. So that's like their last chance to get rid of those items before they before they leave. So um that's the and they also have like except for books. Uh, well, so what's happened is our Goodwill has stopped tagging some of the books they have, because they, they don't want to have that turnover happen. They want to keep the books on the shelf longer so they don't want to tag them with a color. Um, sometimes they'll tag uh, pricier books. So it just kind of depends. So you'll definitely have your color days. So like Saturdays are half off. Mondays are buck seventy nine. I think... Wednesdays are veterans uh, military discounts. I mean, there's, there's just different, there's different special days. Sometimes there's going to be teacher days. I mean, just pay attention to your local store and what they've got going on, because that might be a really good day to shop. So for your consignment sales, talking specifically about those, uh, the key with those is to get your tickets in advance. The tickets are free. They do have, usually have tickets for sale if you want to be like one of the first shoppers.
0: So they have like a, the first hours open to special people or whatever. Well, it's people actually like yeah, the
1: first day will okay. be open to special people. Sometimes these tickets are only 10 bucks, And you may, it depends how much stuff you need. If I'm just going for general, I don't know what I'm looking for. I might see something and pick it up. To me, it might not be worth 10 bucks, But... If you're going to like outfit for a new baby, pay the 10 bucks. And a lot of times you'll notice that consignment sales like that will have special days for new parents or foster parents or mm-hmm. uh first-time grandparents or they'll have special days too, but just pay attention. Usually they'll charge for a couple of the premium spots and then they will uh all the rest of the tickets will be free, but you do need to often get them in advance to reserve your time slot. These consignment sales will often too have a They'll have like regular days and then towards the end, they'll have a 50% off day. And sometimes they'll also have the next day a 75% off day. So that's not on
0: all items. that's on some.
1: Right. It's on some. So what happens is for those consigners that decide that they want their items to be discounted, those are items that they are willing to see donated. Mm -hmm. So the items will go to 50% and then sometimes to 70% and then they would be donated at the end. Other people who've decided that their items, they don't ever want them to be donated their premium. They mark them usually with a star. And those are items that are not discounted. But I will end up going to the same consignment sale three times. We have one in our town that's at the fairgrounds a couple times a year. And I will go at the beginning of the sale for full price. I'll go on 50% off day. I will go on 75% off day. I come home with a ton of great stuff each time. You got the go. hallowed
0: Bumbo that one time. We didn't. Even I know
1: I got a Bumbo for like six dollars. I, I, I we were outfitting when your parents moved yeah. here. We needed to outfit a bunch of baby stuff at grandma's house. The consignment sale was perfect for this. I got a ten dollar high chair and then eight dollar pack and play, and everything was in great shape. So, I mean, go on, go on the deal days. What's really going to be important to know with those is you know doing some price comparisons on some stuff because people are setting these prices themselves mm-hmm. these are not set by the sale so you know you need to be aware that some people are i mean are setting this too high <laughs> right it might not be worth that but that's the case with anything when, whenever you're going to to buy things from other people the prices can be all over the place
0: so the next thing is to know what you need you know when you go into these type of events A lot of times you may want to have a list of items that you want. You know, we always know when we go shopping, sometimes we buy too much or we buy because we're hungry and things of that nature. So how can how can people approach, you know, building that list of what they need?
1: So definitely you need to to catalog what you have before you go. And I'm talking specifically about books. Games are pretty easy. I, I can I know what games we have and don't have. I have good memory on that. Although I don't know, we're getting so many at this point, maybe that's gonna change. Um but cataloging books for sure. You don't wanna be buying book duplicates because then that just defeats the purpose of getting uh getting savings on something. So
0: And we, we recommend people go read go listen to the buy all the books and I'll put or, that in, organize all the books. Organize all the books and we have a couple apps there that that I think will help you as well.
1: Right. Definitely. We'll link that episode in the show notes. We talk all about how we catalog our books at length. Uh, We have over 2000 books in this house, so we have to, or I will rebuy stuff. So know what you have first and then definitely create a wish list of what you, what you want. Now, there are some books like I'm collecting series of books and I know that if I see it, I'm just going to pick it up because I'm collecting the series. I'll check. I don't have that. And that's good enough. There are other books that we need something specific. What I usually do is I try to shop ahead, one year ahead, one to two years ahead for the next curriculum year. Yeah. So the way that I get most of my books for Build Your Library and Torchlight, I buy them used and I buy them in advance. So, or, or I get them on those buy two, get one free sales. Those yeah. are the, the ways I save the most on books. So remember that thrifting is the long game. So you know, looking well in advance is a great way to go. Yeah. having your eye for what you might need. Um and I like to make those lists. You can either make them on you can make them on Goodreads, you can make them on Amazon. I like to make them on Amazon because then I have the price right there that I can quickly see and I know books are a little bit easier on pricing cuz I I feel like you kind of know what's a good deal on a book and what's not. I mm-hmm. usually don't want to pay any more than $4 for a book. If it's more than 4, it's got to be for it, it's got to be like a like a nice reference book or something, but I usually don't pay more than that. Um, so definitely create your wish list. Know what you're into going in, um, so that you can really be looking for those. When you thrift, there's so many books on the shelf. You have to be familiar with the covers. So making a list, the
0: spines, the spines, because you can you can the see, spines and the covers. Like we can see an Usborn book for, or uh, you know an Eyewitness book. We know what the spine looks like. We know what the spine looks like. So as you're power scanning through, you know, like if you go through, like, for example, we go to Goodwill or we go to, you know, um, Valley Village, you know, we'll take one pass looking for the books we know we're collecting. You know, I will just go, okay, no, 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 no. Oh, there's one. Pull it out. No, we already have that one. Put it back. And we'll go and get the ones we want. And then we'll take our time looking for something, maybe a little bit of a diamond in the rough type of thing.
1: Right. And some of the consignment sales will have books not organized on a shelf, but actually organized in bins where you're looking at the covers. And that's especially true when it comes to uh, picture books because they're so thin. Mm-hmm. So definitely, yes, be familiar with the spine as far as certain things you want to collect. Like we know the little, was it uh, Blue and Yellow Stripes is Usborne. So we're looking for that. Um But when it comes to like picture books and other things, know what the cover looks like. So uh, that's why I would say don't make a list from a curriculum just just of names. Put it in something: Amazon, Goodreads, Google Docs, book outlet. No, not Google Docs. Something that gives you the cover. Oh, you want to be able to scroll and see the cover because. Half the time I'm I'm thrifting for something and I recognize a name and I'm like, I think that sounds familiar. Oh. And I got to look at the cover. Oh, oh yes, I've seen that cover. I know that this is one of the 40 books or something that I'm looking for for next year's curriculum. Hmm. So I really recommend having some sort of a visual list for what you're looking for.
0: How about like the resources? What would be helpful in the homeschool? How, how can people, you know, what tools are people using there?
1: So this is one where... I usually we have the resources we need for now, Mm -hmm. but I have my eye on what we're going to be doing in the future. Like in the future, we're going to be working on telling time with our daughter. So I'll keep my eye out for games or, or resources that are going to help that.
0: And a lot of times like in the goodwills or in the value villages, they will have a whole aisle or they'll have a whole wall associated with learning materials, art supplies, card games, things of that nature, bundled, you know, manipulatives. And it, it, for a couple bucks, you can outfit yourself with like a, an incredible amount of things. It's amazing.
1: You really can. You can do great with art supplies too. Yes, they art lo- supplies yeah. is a fabulous thing, especially you know if you're doing lots of crafting, um, different art activities. Boy, Goodwill has got some great art packages with
0: And they come in these really nice plastic bags and Yeah, stuff, plastic
1: yeah. bags and sometimes it's a mishmash assortment of things. But, you know, we would never buy like yarn or anything for a a project for our kids because they have all of that there. And you can get great deals on arts and crafts um and other educational things. Our our youngest daughter loves like sensory stuff. So we got her this uh we ended up buying this twenty dollar buckle pillow so she could do this and then i was at goodwill and i found a whale which was way cuter and had all these buckles on it and it was 99 cents so now she has a buckle whale in the car and a buckle pillow at home <laughs> and she really loves it so i mean have an eye for what your kids might need um and you know just know what what might be coming for them to what they need now and what they might need in future because i often pick things up early i have a dresser in my closet which is chock to the brim full of things that are not where they're at yet but i know that they will need in future yeah. i've got books and games and all sorts of things that and i would say i have thrifted 98 percent of what's in three drawers of dresser drawers full of books and games and things um so yeah you can definitely do really well be aware especially when you're looking for games that games are going to be in can be in multiple places. One thing people don't realize is that especially at Goodwill and value village, we've, we've experienced uh, card games can be packaged in bags with other small toys. So you'll have board games on the shelf and then you'll sometimes have some card games, but you will also find card games over in the bags where they'll sell like bits of little people or Barbies or whatever toys, toy trucks or something, whatever they collected into a bag. You'll often find games in a bag. I that's how we got our copy of Sushi Go. Was in a bag. So yeah. there's things that people don't realize that those are there, um, but they they are. And um, so make sure you look over there too, and know that if you have a wish list for books, you know I'm. If you have a wish list for games, that's great. Sometimes I see something it wasn't on my wish list, but I've heard of the game before, and I know that it's a good price. I'm thinking it's a good price. So I'll go on Amazon, I'll check the reviews. Yep, that's that looks to be good. And then if I'm not sure, sometimes it's hard to tell, you know, Amazon will say, oh, this game is $15 and Goodwill's wanting seven for it. And I'm like, ooh, seven, I usually don't spend that much on a game used, but okay, maybe that's right. I don't really know. Does this game go on sale? Camelcamelcamel.com is your friend uh, because you would type that in and then put in the name of the game, and it's going to tell you the price history for, I think, the last two or three years on that item, and you can see. And there have been times when I've checked, and I'm like, oh no, that game goes on sale all the time. Um, and there's no reason for me to buy it here used when I can get it full price.
0: You're dropping all the secrets right now. Camel, camel, camel is like, well, that's like super secret.
1: Camel, camel, camel. I mean, that's and, and camel, camel, camel. By the way, if you find something on there that you like that you um that you know goes on sale often you can put an alert on it for your email and then they will send you an email and i'm not gonna neither gonna confirm or deny how many times i have bought something off of a (laughs) camel 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 thing um so that's a good way to do a quick price check on games
0: talking a little bit about children um we like the thrift with no children because it's more enjoyable Uh (laughs) but what happens if what happens if you unfortunately have to take the the creatures in with you
1: Okay. So I I think it's best to prep our children. So what I do with our, with our daughter, I try not to take the baby. I used to take her on my back and that was fine. And I would just pass books back to her in the carrier. She was on my back and she would look at books and we'd pass them back and forth. And she was pretty happy. She's now not carrier worthy anymore. So we don't take her. Um, but definitely you can take a baby. That's fine. Uh, for our older daughter, who's five, uh, I tell her that she's allowed to get one book. We're not going to buy anything and you can buy one book. That's kind of my, if, as long as mommy's buying something, that's the rule. If I go in and don't find anything, I'm not going to wait in line for one book. But, you know.
0: Do you have veto power on that book? Like it's another Barbie book.
1: So I don't tell her I have veto powder power, but I, I definitely steer her away from books <laughs> I think are crummy. You know, sometimes she'll want some book and it's in really bad shape or something. And I will just try to entice her usually with a different book to get her to switch what she what she wanted to get to something that's... You know, sometimes she'll pick up something that's like, oh man, that's going to be a terrible book. And I don't want her to get that. So, but I try not to tell her no, because I yeah. did tell her she could get a book. So it's a little bit complicated. Point is prep your kids. If, if the preparation, sometimes I tell our daughter... I'm going in specifically to look for this one thing and we are not buying you anything. And she just has to accept that. But if I'm going to go in and I'm going to browse for books, I feel like it's a little unfair for me not to let her pick out something that she might like. So point being, though, prep your kiddos before you win. There's, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's toys on the shelf. That they can sit down on the floor and just play with. They're not in packaging. <laughs> so it's really tough to control little kids when you're going thrifting. And what I tell my daughter most of the time is hey, the toys have not been cleaned, so I don't want you touching the toys. You can point things out to me, but I don't want you touching everything yet. Yeah. Um, and that, not that I'm really that worried about germs of goodwill, but just, I, just don't like her, want her messing and with everything, and it makes noise, and you know whatever. So that's where you just have to be a little bit cautious.
0: Next thing is confirm before you buy, so you don't want to go in there to the game section, see that mint edition of Catan, pick it up, go check out, get home, and find out someone did the old switcheroo and put Candyland in there on you. So what, oh,
1: oh! How this has happened to sh- me. Should we
0: tell them the 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 <sighs> one story about the so I the, like the to, magazines.
1: I like to buy puzzles and things sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm careful about puzzles, but I sometimes will buy Puzz 3ds because I really like those. And I did buy one one time, and I did get home with it and <laughs> opened it up. I don't know why I opened it, but I just happened to, and it happened to be filled with pornography, <laughs> and that was a very unfortunate moment. It
0: was hilarious
1: oh my god yeah oh my god i wasn't (laughs) we weren't planning to do the puzzle these are toys for children (laughs) i i kind of feel like it was probably somebody's mom who was cleaning out their stuff when they left for college or whatever and just happened to donate this and did not realize that there were these magazines anyways
0: a poor young 18 year old boy came home from college we we found mom Where's Catan? <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> we found the similarly, but not as gross. We found a a really great copy of um of Sequence States and Capitals, which we okay. love the game Sequence and States and Capitals is no longer made. That's one of the other beauties about thrifting is you can find things that are out of print and I often do. Um and we've some of our favorite games are out of print. 10 Days in Asia. Yeah, oh that's great feed the kitty. Feed the kitty. <laughs> so, um the problem is, I I got it and I'm like yes, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna open this before we go. I hate being that person to open things in the store, but just be that person. You guys got to be that. A lot person. Sometimes of
0: times it's just it's masking tape, so you just peel it yeah, back. Yeah, peel just it take back carefully.
1: Look. I opened it up; it was full of a deck of playing cards. That's all that was in there. It was just random playing cards. There was no pieces of the original game, Nobody even checked. in the box. And
0: that's on that's on Goodwill or or Value Village. Not checking, and they don't do a good in. job of yeah. it.
1: So you always. I I know it feels awkward in the store to do it. I've been there, but here's what I would say. You must open game boxes and look in there because oftentimes there's going to be pieces that are major pieces of the game that are missing. Uh, Things could be super mangled. Uh, There could be no parts of the actual game there like, like we experienced. So what I like to do, I go through the game aisle. I carefully peruse for the things that I'm interested in. If I see something that I think, ah, I want to buy that, I put it in my cart. I do not check the game. I finish with the whole game aisle because sometimes people can come in and then I've seen a game go before my eyes that I was wanted and I, I didn't get it because I was busy checking another game over. So don't be me actually get them all in your cart first. Then I like to pull off to the side so that I'm out of the way of other people and I start doing the check. So how do you check a game in a store? Um, I always do it very carefully. I don't, we obviously don't want to spill any game pieces around that would defeat the purpose and, you know, ruin the game for us and others. So be real careful. Um, What I do sometimes is I'll turn the game over on the back. If they have a list of the components, great. I can take a quick picture of it with my phone and then I turn the game board back over. I open it up carefully. I look at my phone and I do a quick check on the pieces on the inside. If I can't do that, I'll go on Amazon and usually on Amazon, they will list the components in the game. And I can go through there and do it that way. Um, If that does not work, you can also go to the game publisher's website and they'll usually tell you, or you can open the game and open the rule book and they'll have the list of components right in the front of the rule book. Typically, those are a few ways. I, I've done this a number of times. I've gotten brand new copies of games. I I got a copy of Harry Potter Clue, which I had been looking for. And at one point I couldn't get it online. It was brand new in the box, but the box was a shambles on the inside. But no one had ever even peeled the stickers off and put them on the dice yet. Like it was it was completely unused, but somebody had clearly like opened the packages of cards and stuff. It took me a little while to sort that all out, make sure it was all there, but man, what a find. I've gotten games that haven't even been punched yet. Like they, yeah. they they're still somebody must have bought the game for themselves or they were given it as a gift uh, 10 days in Asia. It was brand new it wasn't in shrink but everything on the inside was, was still shrink wrap.
0: it's brand new and that's games not in
1: not in print anymore in print nobody print even m- opened it
0: Yeah, it must have sat there for years
1: right so you know really with games you've got to be careful to make sure everything's there there are some game companies that are terrific about providing components you know if you've got a a Ravensburger, um they'll provide components to you so you can definitely write to companies and ask them to send you if you're missing one or two pieces of something but you have to know that the company will do that and if, of course we don't want to we don't want to take advantage of a company's generosity either because we are not the original purchaser of the game mm-hmm. so i try not to do that you know when i when i can
0: and sometimes, you know, you, you can do a quick PayPal thing and, the, and they'll send you a new new component or whatnot.
1: Right. Sometimes you can pay for them, which works out really great as well. Um, so definitely, you know, be a little cautious on the games. Some games are, are used very harshly. I would say before you get into, um, if you're unsure about a game, you're not sure if it's a good deal or not, and you haven't done much thrifting, ex- had much thrifting experience, then go thrifting a bit more and don't feel like you have to buy it just because you see it there. Oh yeah. Because there are some games that I know that game's going to come around again. So I I, sneaky snacky squirrel, we wanted to get that for our daughter. I guess we haven't done a show on that yet, but we probably will for early learners. So it's a good game. It's very cute, but I had seen it come up several times and each time I saw it, it was either missing pieces or it wasn't in good shape, but I had seen it enough times that I knew eventually I'm gonna get one of these and it's going to be in good shape. I don't <laughs> yeah. need to feel compelled to buy the one that's in less than that less than good condition or is missing a couple of nuts. You know, I can wait. So but that just that takes time with rifting to know that you're gonna you're gonna come up with it. And
0: you gotta go regularly and you do you know, every two weeks or something like that. Just stop in at your goodwill and just see what, what's there and so let's talk a little bit about you know checking books and checking right. you know toys and resources what you know what are the best practices there
1: Right so we talked about checking games um checking books make sure that you flip through books and they don't have writing in them so we've encountered some books that looked great and then had somebody scribble through the whole middle section of the book uh so Johnny was here you, yeah. Well no you just never know whose kid <laughs> got a hold of something it, it was probably not done intentionally but sure. Um so
0: torn pages weak bindings yeah, yes. check
1: check through books, make sure that everything looks good. When it comes to toys, make sure that nothing's broken. Um, yeah. Just, you know, give it a good inspection as best you can. With all these things, with games, books, toys, if something is wrong, take it to the people that work there. Yeah. When we got the copy of uh, Sequence, States, and Capitals, I took it to the cashier and told them hey, this doesn't actually contain the game. I just wanted you to know. uh, Because some other poor unsuspecting family is going to buy that and not check it and be bummed when they get home. Same thing with books. If you see a book that, you know, is wrong or you're looking for a DVD, they've got great educational DVDs often you can find at Goodwill too. If you check it, it's not the right disc or the disc is scratched to heck. Like, you know, give it to the people that work there. Do a favor for your next director. And and they're
0: pretty good about it. They'll take it off the shelf and dispose of it or put it in recycling or whatnot
1: right they will and sometimes if you only need like a portion of something they'll even discount the item for you so if if like oh part of it's damaged but i didn't need that part then they'll even discount it for you sometimes so that's kind of cool too
0: so next item last item we talk about you know shopping early and shopping often so what what are some of the best practices there
1: yeah this is a long game this isn't going to, sometimes you're going to go and get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be okay with that. And, sometimes and it's, you got to, you
0: got to come back.
1: You have to go often. You have to be aware of what your store carries. So you'll get to know which thrift stores are good and which ones are not. Um, We we have one thrift store that we really like to go to for books. The books are well-priced. They tend to get a good mix of educational books. We really like going there. There's a different store that we like to go to for games. Games just seem to turn up there more often, and that's the game store. Mm -hmm. You have to go often enough to get familiar with what they have so that you know when something's a good deal. Sometimes I'll see a copy of a book that's not in perfect shape, but I have not seen a copy of that book before. And it's an expensive hardcover book, and I really want to get that. I'm okay with losing the dust jacket or something, you know. But, but if I I know yeah. I've never seen that before, like you have to be familiar enough with your with your stores.
0: And, and also, like where the store is located will often dictate what is what is given to the store. Absolutely. So if you have a goodwill, say like the goodwill in Redmond is going to be far superior than the goodwill, you know somewhere else because there's a lot of affluent families there's a lot of tech industry there there's a lot of you know good schools and whatnot and people are going to be turning in really good books high quality reference materials high quality games things of that nature also so if, if you live in a town it might be worth driving 25 minutes to that other town to go doing your, your goodwill shopping there but also if that town down the road 30 or 40 minutes away has a university in Ooh, the town good stuff Oh, my goodness. The university goodwills are just off the charts, especially for reference books, educational books, um, literature, um, novels.
1: Depends what you're going for. It they're, depends on what
0: you're going for. but They're all different. The, but we, we have noticed, like, if we're in a college town, like, for a long time, we thought we might be moving to Oregon down to Corvallis, and that's where Oregon State is. Oh, that and, was a good Goodwill. And that was amazing. Like, we, we went down there. We said, hey, let's go to the Goodwill. Might as well. Let's this is what we sh- like to do for fun. We might as
1: well see if we like to do it here if we're I, thinking about moving. You know,
0: and it was just wall to wall with just amazing books. Yeah. And they were all reasonably priced. So definitely look for the Goodwills in, in college towns. And it can even be a smaller college town, right? Just like, you know, it's right next yeah. to the, you know, the big community college in the, in the area. Absolutely. It's going to have a lot of good stuff there.
1: Yeah. Overall... Best to sample from different thrift stores in your area. Don't expect that just because the goodwill in your town is not good, that the one in the next town over is not good. It is similar. They are all different, and the pricing on them, it, the different stores, even though they're chains, seems to be different like as the well. One, the
0: one here in town, we're in a small town in Washington, on the you know in the foothills. And we have a pretty good will. I like it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Sometimes some of the like they just recently marked all their games up, and now their games are more expensive than games in other areas. And sometimes they're mm. more expensive than I could get them for. It's regularly probably because on they sale.
0: realize that there's this woman who comes in there and buys all the games.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So, so definitely um, sample around, find the best goodwill, and you know go frequently um, and have a plan of attack. So when I walk into Goodwill, I go straight to games because I think that's the highest risk item where somebody's going to come in, see something and take it. (laughs) That's the one I'm worried about the most. So I go to, I go to games and then I browse through toys. I hit arts and crafts on my way back to books. I have a plan. Um, if you're going to go often, this isn't going to be a, you know, an hour long trip or something, you know, become familiar with your store, have a plan of attacks. You can get in and get out. And that way you can go more often, um, to check back and have a, I have an idea in mind. go on different days and see what days are best. So I know that for our goodwill, Tuesdays tend to be the best days because they had a lot of donations over the weekend, and they didn't get a lot of them sorted by Monday and processed. So Tuesday actually tends to be the best day for our local one, uh, and each one will be different depending on their big donation days and their big processing days and their sale days. And so pay attention and kind of when you find the stores you really like. Test them on some different days at different times, and see what might work out best for you um, to get those. Because there are folks that are that are going out and they're playing that arbitrage game.
0: You'll see people with their phones, and they'll be scanning all the books, and they're they have these apps that tell them, "Oh, this has a great resale value. Buy this." And they're ver- I think they're very. Like I think if the store sees them doing it, they're gonna they like they we get see on people
1: them, doing it all the and they're time. they're
0: really like secretive about it. They're like kind of looking around. They're like boop 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 and they're just scanning all the barcodes on the back of the books. So there are people in there looking to buy the books, and I think it's another reason why I think they've jacked up the prices on books.
1: Yeah, yeah, they definitely have raised them. I think that that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why you need to find the right days because if you're coming in, uh, you're coming in too late. On one of the main days then you know the people who are playing that arbitrage they may have already been there so yeah learn learn the patterns of the best stores and then we will do something called we call it the 99 crawl because there's like six thrift stores on this one major road from seattle north and we'll just go and we'll kind of hit one after the other we kind of get in like a thrifting mode where we're you know we're finding good things and just i, I would say don't be discouraged sometimes some of the stores are just they're not good you're never going to find anything good there and then you're going to find a a good store that has some some nice stuff sometimes even the store i really like i walk in and i walk out with nothing you got to be you got to be happy walking out with nothing i think because otherwise you feel like pressure to buy because i entered a store and i've been here shopping and i walked out without anything and it kind of feels like oh man but trust me we have so many games in our collection and high quality games i have really i I bought brand new Osborne books from goodwill that they were lift the flaps where the flap hadn't ever been lifted in the whole book and beautiful books i've gotten brand new games you just but i've been thrifting for years and you De- need a decade to, now probably more yeah probably more and, and you just need to do it often take your time we were thrifting
0: before was, it was it was macklemore cool
1: yes we were so these are my tips um Good luck out there. Good hunting. Good hunting. Yeah. You know, and um, let me know if there's a a great thrift option that I'm missing. I love to get a good deal. So, you know, but I hope this helps some families. Everyone's on a budget. Also,
0: also, donate. Donate to Goodwill. Absolutely. We We donate stuff all the time.
1: That's right. This whole system does not work if we don't donate. Donate. And we do. And we get, when we finished with books, we donate them back. And then somebody else can find this great deal that they're really excited about even better than finding a great deal though if you know another homeschool family let them know when you're done with your books or you're in a homeschool co-op then you're you you know your kids have grown out of a game the the best thing to do is to to tell other families and just give them and then we can cut out the middleman altogether exactly. so that would be the perfect way to go um but if you're going to thrift or consignment shop these are our these are our tips for success so Hope this is helpful to everyone. Um, Go out there, save some bucks. Let us know about your great finds. I love to see those posts. I love to see like, look at my Goodwill haul and it's got all the games that they got. I love to see that. So feel free to share with us on our Facebook group um, if you've had a particularly awesome thrifting day so we can congratulate you on your success.
0: (laughs) And this has concluded Art of the Thrift by Ariel (laughs) (laughs) Pusso. So let's finish it the way we always do. Ariel. We have a big blue thing on our patio out back.
1: Oh, yeah. We have a pool. We have a pool. I mean, it's well, it's an above ground blow up the ring. The ring deflates on its
0: $100, own. $100 in tech special from uh, Target or Walmart, whatever. you got it. I don't know. A
1: friend gave it to us, and we were so thankful that she did. Yes, we are. Uh, and the kids have been having a blast with it. We really didn't want... We didn't... Think about getting a pool, but man, our kids have been having so much fun it's not very big, I think it's like eight feet round eight feet top.
0: around and and just but enough that you know my tall f- f- mong you know mongoloid body can <laughs> can sit there and I can have just about my chest underwater and I can lay down and kind of float and It has been wonderful to get outside, go swimming in the water with them. you know you've been doing a great job, you know maintaining the chlorine levels and keeping the algae at bay and running the filter. And you made your DIY heaters with the the hula hoops.
1: Yes, hula hoops with trash bags. Trash bags, so and that it has all worked all from Dollar Tree.
0: It has been very effective, and it has been super nice just to be able to get outside, and instead of sitting on the chair, to hop in the pool, burn a few calories, Michael Phelps style, <laughs> and uh, just kind of play around and splash around. We've been having a ton of fun doing
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't really think that a like a ten you know foot pool or whatever it is uh with 30 inches deep of water would be this much fun but man it really it's is. big
0: enough to fit me you and two children
1: i mean it's pushing it it wants to crash over. it wants
0: to crash over but <laughs> but it, we've enjoyed it so much i think we're going to upgrade next year to one of those like kind of structured side i think pools. we might
1: go with something a little bit bigger but yeah the kids have been loving it so that's yeah. absolutely so that's where we're at we're, we're always in the, in the pool
0: we're in the heat of the summer in seattle so it's like 52 degrees outside no that's right <laughs> It was 115 the other week.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. The pool water wasn't even refreshing. It was so hot. No, it was so hot. We don't know what this is. This is unprecedented. It's
0: weird, weird, super weird. But we're we're kind of back to normal or, you know, upper 70s and you know, touching 80 once in a while. But, uh, you know, it's been really nice. I really encourage you guys, if you don't have a pool, if you got a little space in the backyard that's flat, absolutely worth filling it up getting the kids in the water so
1: we put it on our patio and, oh, and our yes. friend had a great idea there's these <gasps> oh yes there's these puzzle like a workout flooring you know and it you can get them at, together like where did you get them pieces. at Lowe's I got them at Home Depot, Home Depot but you get them at Lowe's or Amazon or whatever it's just it's just foam workout flooring and it, they, they, they're puzzle pieces the foam pieces that fit together and they're big tiles we put that on our our aggregate uh, concrete aggregate patio that would have been sharp on the bottom of the pool we put that down first then we put the pool on top of it brilliant it it made it for it looks nice and it's really soft on our feet so that was good and so where I think we're gonna we're gonna have to try some of that pool schooling Jessica Waldock talked about because, pool schooling. You know it's been fun. We've been able to play lots of games, and I know you know playing word games and stuff in the pool, and having her dive down for stuff. Anyway, it's been really fun. It's been a great a way to also do our nature the, outdoor. Part. Getting
0: the goggles and the snorkel for the six almost six year old.
1: Yeah, she has a problem putting her head under the water, so we got that. That has power. been very good. Yeah, there's a lot of fun that can be had, and we're so used to getting out and and. Doing walks and things Because it is always You know Even if it's drizzly You can still go out And walk here This has been a nice change To our well, this outdoor whole, time Well the whole
0: year We've been leveling up Our backyard From the zipline Swing set yeah. To the You know The hand-me-down pool
1: Yeah And you got me a hammock For my birthday hammock? have a freestanding yeah. hammock Now in the backyard Yeah I feel like You know we like, And yeah. we have a playhouse And toys everywhere We're Get, we're get like the totally... rum
0: down Make some mojitos Right <laughs>
1: We're, we're living the suburban uh, the suburban paradise life.
0: Hey, man, we're leveling up the backyard anyway. So head out there, take a look at those, uh, those pools. Absolutely worth getting and yeah, totally. it, even enjoyable for, you know, adults. So, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!